Welcome to the symposium. Today it's a celebratory episode. We are celebrating the 40th installment of the series and we're going to do something completely different. We are going to talk about a very severe crisis that affects our nations. We're talking, we are going to talk about the crisis between men and women. And to discuss this crisis, I'm joined by Dan. Hello, guys. And by Benjamin Dichter. It's good to see you guys again. Hi, Benjamin. How are you? I'm good. I'm in sunny Florida, and uh, I don't miss UK weather, I got to be honest. Good to see you again, Ben. <laughs> it's good to see you too, Good man. to see you again. And today we had horrible weather. Hmm. We had the pouring rain, so yeah, I miss the sun, let's say. What was it like in Florida, Ben? Well, right now it is raining, but they have ah. a saying in Florida, if you don't like the weather, just wait five minutes. Yes. And I believe the sun is about to come out right now, and it's about uh, 30 degrees, 28 degrees, something like that. Great. So uh, let me ask you something, Ben. Uh, when ca when can pe where can people find you if, uh, when they want to check more? Uh, probably the best place is to go to Twitter slash X at BJ Dichter or uh, go to honkingforfreedom.com. Uh, which is the book we discussed when I was on with you guys on Lotus Eaters. Yes. Uh, or uh, BenjaminJDictor.com has all my links to uh, my live streaming and uh, all my political stuff and, and uh, all my socials. Excellent. So uh, to the fans of uh, Symposium, today it's not going to be very philosophical. So if you want to, to watch the series for the philosophy, maybe you could watch another episode. Don't tell me I didn't warn you. But we are going to apply wisdom that is timely tested and try to solve the crisis between men and women and bridge the cap gap between them. We will also talk about insoles and how to make insoles into people who have more success, let's say, at finding a good partner. And We're solving the insole problem. Yes, solving yes. the insole problem and possibly building something uh, of value and lasting. Yeah. Small ambitions. Uh, yes. So small <laughs> ambitions, but wherever there is will, there is a way. I'm saying this as one of the optimists of the office. And let me also say, Dan, this is our first symposium in together. Yes. Interaction in premium content. Oh, in pre yes. In premium as a whole. Quite yeah. right. I think that I'm here for about 10 months. Mm. We've never done anything on premium. And I want to say, sorry, Josh, but I think the segment you did with Jennifer Connolly I, sorry, I just <laughs> yes. found it incredibly hilarious. <laughs> that one was quite popular. That that, that sort of uh, did numbers. That one, yes, yes. yes I, did, I did. I did a segment looking at um, some of the world's finest women, and um, it turns out that Jennifer Connolly came top of the list. Yeah, and you you also expressed your dissatisfaction at the fact that Sybil Shepherd wasn't yes. featuring in the yes, list. Yes, I wasn't happy about for that. consecutive years. That that was my my entrance. Yes, in, in, into the pantheon, but no, didn't make it. Excellent. And if I can give a plug for you guys as well, you know, having spent a few days in the office with you guys and doing a couple of shows, anybody who's watching this, uh, please consider subscribing to Lotus Eaters. It's really quite significant going in the back room and being able to interact with other people within the community. And also, I see now, you know, in, in real life, what you guys have put together and accomplished and quite impressive. You guys are working like dogs there and you really believe in what you're doing. So. Anybody who's watching, uh, consider supporting Lotus Eaters. Very true. Thank you very, very much. So, I think we should talk about seduction. 
and start by asking the question, what is seduction and what is male and female seduction? And I really want to hear both of your perspectives. Do you want to start then, or shall I? You start. So I'm, I'm going to break it down. There's, I mean, there's a definite distinct difference between um, the roles of seduction for men and women. I mean, for, for women, for the most part, it's just going to be being available and indicating that you're available. And that, that, that should pretty much do the trick to, uh, to, to a guy who's plugged in. The only caveat I'll give to that is a lot of the time, the reason why women might need to deploy seduction is because they are going after a slightly demographic. And, and what I'm talking about is basically men who would involved in a relationship for whatever reason when men are involved in a relationship um, of any sort that seems to trigger something in the female psyche whether it's social proof or a form of validation or a form of checking you know this guy has been um, vetted to some extent that that seems to notch him up the hierarchy so female seduction might be deployed um, a little bit more overtly in those cases um, in order to tr try and woo somebody who who might not look to make that advance. For the rest of the time, I think it's basically going to be, uh, and, and I'll, I'll hear your views if there's anything I'm not considered on this, most of the time it's basically just going to be um, the uh, subtlest effort required to indicate that an advance should be made. Okay. Um, should, we, should we respond to that before we go on to male, male seduction? Yeah, um, if, if I can just weigh in please there. Do. Boy, you know. The British are so eloquent with their language. Uh, I'm going to give you the North American perspective, I guess, which is always short and sweet. Uh, it's just the sales and marketing technique that men's and, men and women use to attract the opposite sex. That's it. That's on point. I like that. Yes. Also explains Instagram quite well. Yes, it does. And actually, a, and, and women's use of Twitter as well. I've, I've noticed that a lot. You know. Um, I mean, I saw a tweet the other day, and, and I'm going to I'm going to reduce it, you know, somewhat. But it was basically um, a short personal message, which was quite tragic, accompanied by a photo, um, which the top um, commenter underneath responded to as, um, "It's very sad. My dad died, and also here are my tits," which is, <laughs> which is exactly actually what the tweet was. You know, I I I see that a lot, but there's there's a lot of this kind of um, um, yeah a advertising through these media where men just sort of you know, go to them to have a sort of good argument. I, yeah, I the problem is with the, the problem with the pity and and. Um, it's sort of the pity sale that women give and, you know, how, how, how horrible their life is or the circumstances they're dealing with is that is only going to appeal to the sort of beta male type person that they're not going to be attracted to. Mm. And that's where you, you, you find this disconnect in the two approaches that men or women are using. Um, not only do men have to consider what sort of strategies they use in communication to women, but women need to start doing this as well because they keep putting out, you know, messaging and strategies that are attracting people that they'll never be attracted to. And then we wonder why people aren't finding each other. I want to confirm what you are saying, at least a lot of women are doing. And I won't say that I had been uh, friend-zoned by a woman for, for years. And then when I started dating my fiancé, we're together for nine and a half years now, when I started dating my fiance, that uh, woman, she tried to pursue me. Hmm. So for years, I was friend zoned. When I suddenly started dating my fiance, she 
she just instantly got mad and went after me. I had to say you're not yeah. the first person to be through that. <laughs> yes, I've got some thoughts on this whole friend zoning thing. Um, I suspect that the men who are getting trapped in that are often perhaps deploying the wrong strategies, and it's something along the lines of. Um, you know what? What is it that we think that appeals to to the opposite gender? And they really are an opposite gender. They 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 respond to different things. So so we like uh, women's uh, femininity and their softness. Um, um, you know the, the the very feminist aspects of it, and and a lot of that you what you associate with those feminine aspects is going to be you know communication and empathy and all that kind of stuff. And sometimes I see guys who are trying to. You know, win over women by displaying um, characteristics that lean more in that direction. So, being a good listener for her, being supportive for her, all of those kind of things. What they actually respond to is our masculinity, our roughness, our directness. Yes. So, I, I was thinking about this, and uh, Ben, tell tell me what you think about the friend zoning. I think that what you described before about uh, women who are trying to employ this strategy seems more to me like a strategy for creating a, a friend zone so that they have men who admire them and basically pander their ego. And when they have this, they feel better about themselves and then they pursue other guys. Th that's the way I see it. Do, do you think that's wrong? I think that's entirely accurate. And also the reason, I mean, I haven't been friend zoned since I was... 17 years old was maybe the last time that that happened. But I think hashtag the never again. I, this is yeah, your, yeah, exactly. your, yes. Gonna get ADL over you. It's yeah. like I'll protect you. Yeah. Um, but it, it's because men show weakness when you're like, you know, the caring, supportive hmm. friend, guy, whatever. You're a weakling. You're a nothing. That's what you're showing them because men want strength. Uh, sorry, women want strength. They want men who will lead. And something that I've know, I've learned in all this, especially in the last few years that I've been single, the mo more woke supremacist a woman is, the more alpha yes. the guy she's attracted to. It's the ultimate shit test is what we're dealing with. And guys are falling for it. And, you know, I spoke to my friend's daughter who was at a university uh, yesterday asking me dating advice. And she's, you know, all these guys are weak. It's like, yeah, that's why they can't get anybody. Uh, because they bought into this whole toxic masculinity frame when at the end of the day whether women want to admit it or not that's what they're attracted to because as eo wilson said the genes hold culture on a leash and we all have an that's intrinsic character you know that, that that's a really good saying genes hold culture on a leash yes there's no getting away from that at the end of the day it, it reminds me of another quote i heard recently that sounded quite good which is essentially society is downstream of what hot women want or you know you, you know <laughs> words to that effect but yeah no you're absolutely right and i think i think a lot of the, what what's happening here and it, it's probably an element of the of the whole um you know incel problem as well is a lot of these men are, are trying to rationalize you know what is it that women want and, and they're approaching this in the same way as a fisherman trying to ask the fish how to fish you know they're, they're picking up on you know women seem to like um empathy and good communication and 
softness and understanding and listening and all of that kind of stuff. And so they, when they, when they attempt to pursue women for the first time or, or, or maybe for a longer time, they start to display these feminine characteristics. They try and be a good listener for her. They try and be supportive for her. They, they basically try and become a, another girlfriend for her. Uh, and those things don't particularly work. What works is the guy who who's, who says, you know, I, no, I can't be bothered with any of that. And it's just, you know, he, he's very direct. He's very masculine. Um, and, you know, he, he, he might express an interest if he gets if, if, if he sort of gets led down the garden path of a, let's have a conversation. He's just gonna, he's just going to go and he's going to do something else with his time. I want to say one thing, yeah. and I think that maybe you will disagree with me. But for me, it's not so much the the listening bit. I don't think that it's a problem if guys can listen to a woman. I think it's the whole of character. So it's fine to be able to listen, but don't listen alone. Don't just listen. So I, because I, I, I make it an active goal of mine to every year reduce the amount of listening that I do. Okay. And I've, I've been married for many years now. Um, and and I, I actually found the way to do this because, you know, Married couples tend tend to argue from 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 time to time, um, and I started off responding to this kind of stuff by actually listening to what she was saying, and because of course it was coming from a woman, it was absolutely ridden with logical inconsistencies and errors and all that kind of stuff, and I would respond to it a bit like a lawyer would. I'd be like, ah, you see, well you said that, and then well this connects to that, and then that doesn't make sense, and if you bear in mind this, and I, I basically deconstruct the entire argument, that. right. Basically, it turns out that doesn't work. You know, the argument would just change uh, and become even more ridiculous to the point where it's like, I I'm sorry, even a woman couldn't believe this. And I it was only later, after being married for a while, that I started to realise that the words that she's saying genuinely don't matter. All it is, it is a security issue. Now, I think, I think with women, the whole thing ultimately comes down to either validation and security. And maybe it's more about validation and attention in the early years, maybe when they're in the 20s. And as, at some point in the 30s, it flips over to this more security thing. So now, whenever the wife starts up with, you know, some damn fool notion that I have to listen to that I'm being berated for, I just, I just don't listen to any of it. I just go over and give her a hug and a kiss and say, I love you. And we're going to spend the rest of our lives together. And then whatever whatever the damn thing was, just it just stops, and then she's happier, and I'm happy because I I, I haven't had to listen to anything. Okay, I, I think I should qualify because the question is listen to what? I think mm. there are. First of all, I don't know if the example you are giving exhausts all all cases where men are you, are you listen going to, make to the women argument and, that and vice Occasionally, you might want to listen to a woman. Yes. Go on then. <laughs> this would be a good. <laughs> No, I just, I just think it, it. In some cases, yeah. it works. But when I say listen, yeah. I, I, I'm talking. No, I'm not talking about trying to give the signal that I'm here for you to listen to anything you want to tell me, and I'm here to be your basically your crying pillow. For me, I that's it. You, you can talk. You can talk to women about things. You can, you can ask them about you know how was your day, what you want to do and stuff. So long as you don't exaggerate and show that for instance anything you every time you want to complain about something i'll pick up the phone i'll immediately stop what i'm doing and i'll give priority to you so for me that's the issue it's not so much about not listening yeah. as much as showing that there are other things going on in your life but, but to, be, to be fair that you, job is show, always going to be, be done better by another woman 
Okay, hold on. If, if I can just yeah. interject here, yes. I think the problem is the two of you are having two different conversations. So, Stellius, you're talking about, you know, at the beginning or friendship yes. or what builds into a relationship. Yeah. Dan is talking about what you're in when you're in a relationship, in a long-term relationship, which I and we've all had very long relationships. And I'm going to give uh, every man who's in a relationship and any woman who's watching this, I'm telling you, they're nodding their heads when I say this. Because every woman will agree when she comes home from work or the end of the day or whatever, and she's releasing the pressure valve of all the emotional stresses she's endured that day or things that are bothering her or friends or things at work or whatever. You know what she doesn't want? She doesn't want advice. Solutions, she doesn't yes. want somebody to tell her what she should be doing. She just wants somebody to say, I'm here. I'm listening. Keep going. Just keep. I'm listening. Go ahead. Talk. Hmm. And they will, you know, they'll release that pressure valve for 30 yeah. minutes, sometimes two hours. And then after that, when it's all out of their system, then they, they calm back and get to normal. Because women, you know, they, they live in very different worlds than men do. We have different issues that we all deal with, and that's how they deal with it. But so many men are problem solvers, right? So when we hear a woman comes to us and say, oh, my day was terrible because this. We start trying we to solve it for them, don't we? That's right. Well, we you start trying to give them solutions. Things, you should have done simple. this and so on. Exactly. Mm. And that is, that will destroy any relationship over the long term. Yes. That's different than when you're forming a relationship and you're getting to know somebody and you have, you know, that the, the early stages of communication. Yeah, listening is important because you need to listen to that person. Why? Because that's how you develop chemistry. You develop chemistry when you have a similar emotional state and a similar worldview. So those are just two completely different um, scenarios, at least from my perspective. Yes, I, I agree with all of that, apart from the bit about the the actually listening for that two hours. I mean, I think you can, <laughs> you, 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 you can do a face thing that sort of implies heavily that you are listening, uh, and, and just the occasional nod or something. On, yes. It just depends how much bandwidth you have, right? Yes. <laughs> I, I must say that I, I, I've also suffered this. And uh, my fiance, she loves complaining every now and then. Mm. And I definitely understand when she does so because she wants to just complain and to, as you said, release some pressure. And when she does it because there is an actual issue. I think that mm. I, I, I have the, I think that it's important to develop the, the ability to discern between these two. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that, that's why I sort of think, you know, I, I make the point that, you know, a woman will always do this job better unless unless there is an actual problem. So when, when it just comes to the random venting, I sort of encourage that to be done elsewhere. You know, get one of your woman friends to, to, to listen yeah. to you to vent yeah. about stuff because I, I just genuinely have no interest in it. But if, it, if it's an actual problem that needs to be solved in some way, then I'm quite happy to, to respond to that. And if it's just a little bit of the woman stuff, then I can just do the face that looks like I'm sort of... Yeah. Oh yes, mm. you know that kind of thing. Great. Mm. I I must say though that I I didn't mean to devalue what you said before. I just oh, wanted. Did I, I didn't notice. No, no. I just wanted to examine the whole situation from various perspectives. Mm. You know, and because I think we yeah. were, I think you're correct, Ben. We were having two distinct conversations. Me and Dan. And this just goes to show the nature of of relationships with men and women are very very complex. They're all different, and it just depends, you know, the type of archetype that you are and the type of person that you're in a relationship. And, you know, this whole thing that, oh, there's one person or one type of person for everybody. 
That's complete nonsense. You can develop chemistry with just about everybody if you know how to do it. Mm. It's just a matter of choosing the type of person that you want to have chemistry with that's going to be better over the long term. And that's a skill you have to develop, right? And you, you develop that skill with practice over time, which is why this whole Intel thing that is developing is uh, concerning. But I also think it's something we can solve relatively easily. Okay, so let me ask you something then. Uh, you mentioned before marketing strategies. Do you want to yeah. elaborate on that idea? Because I think it's gonna, it has uh, plenty of uh, meat there. Um, I mean, any, anytime you talk about different, it's complex, right? It boils down to the individual, who you are, and who you're trying to attract. Like, for example, uh, this girl who I met, I don't know, a year and a half ago or whatever, She's gorgeous, totally my type physically, into a lot of the, the, the many things I'm into. But she's a moron. <laughs> and my problem is, like, I, I'm a little bit, you know, you hear that term from women that are, you know, sapiosexual. They like people who are intellectually intelligent. And that's just who I jive with. I need to, I need to, to develop chemistry with women. They don't have to be academics, but they have to have a brain and some street smarts and understand how the world really works. And I can meet a girl that has a checklist, all the things that I think are ideally what I want. But then when you realize she's a moron, it's never going to happen. It's a waste of my time. But many guys, especially when you don't have a lot of experience and you don't have a lot of options, you're going to start. This is where you get guys who are obsessed and creep women out. They'll start. They'll keep chasing her over and over again when buddy just cut the cord that's not the type of of character type that you're going to resonate with so you got to understand yourself once you understand yourself then you can like any sort of uh, marketing and sales strategies you can figure out okay what do i what do i pair up with right i like sports cars so i pair up nicely with a sports car not with a pickup truck so i'm going to go it's the same sort of thing with women does that make sense? Yeah, I, 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 I dated a girl like that once. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, not, not just once, but in this particular case, I'm thinking of. She, she was absolutely stunning. I mean, the sort of girl that um, you know you wouldn't bother queuing for a nightclub with. You just walk straight to the front because uh, you know you're you definitely going to be let in. Um, but I found I could only ever sort of do things like you know um, take her to the cinema or, or, or stuff like that because yeah. every as time long she, she wasn't talking. Yes, because oh, I forgot some of the. I mean, honestly, I, I, th I think the last day I managed, she started telling me about how she connected with Mother Gaia and she was a moon goddess or, or, or some sort of bollocks like that or something. <laughs> and it was just like, yeah, OK, you, you, you're unbelievably stunning, but you've got to go because this I, I'm just not listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's just funny. Hmm. Yeah. So um, let me just uh, talk a bit about insuldom because I think that this is the major problem that we need to talk about. And I want to say that um, I have a friend who has been an insult for years and it is completely tyrannizing him. And we are talking mm -hmm. about, about insultdom for years and years and years. And I try to get him to see the light and he May just I doesn't. ask how old this person is? Because I think, I think it makes a difference if he's 18 or No, or no, no, he's not 18. He's around 29, 30, right, okay. somewhere there. That's not good. Well, yes. I don't think everything is lost, but I just have experience from, from this. 
I know that you know th this is tyrannizing people, and you know as as a group, you could say that uh, they, they get frequently lambasted, and they they get all sorts of accusations thrown at them. But, now, but this, this is not a small group anymore. I think I remember seeing numbers that something like um, twenty nine percent of men in the eighteen to twenty nine group or something uh, yes. had had you know zero partners ever. So so he, he I mean he is by no means alone. No, he's by no means alone, and it, it, it actually becomes a very big problem in society as well. It has uh, all sorts of uh, social ramifications that mm. are important to address. But the point is how to address you know, individual insults with this and try to get them to actually listen to, advi to good advice by something that isn't just designed to make them so, so I've, I've, uh, hooked, I've got because the this is not the symposium is not just yeah. uh, dating advice series. It's you know. So I've got some thoughts on this. I'm going to have to word this very carefully so that I don't get in trouble. But I'm I'm drawing an analogy to. Did you ever watch that series with Caesar Milan, where he he was the dog trainer, and he would go into these homes and yeah. he, and you'd have these troubled dogs. Now the reason I bring him up is because a lot of the in incels, and I see them in the comments of our videos all the time, they immediately go to these are the things that are wrong with women, and they they start listing these things. Now actually, quite often those things might be true. Doesn't bloody matter. The The point with the Caesar Milan video is he would go into these troubled dogs' homes and then he would start behaving the way that you should behave and the dogs pretty much instantly fell into line. I mean, there, there was one or two, you know, nut jobs who had been psychologically damaged who he, who he couldn't reach. But for the <clears> most part, he went in there and started behaving like an alpha and straight away the, the, the dog was responding as it should. The, the point I make with the, the, the incel problem is I think it is, it is a product of the culture in many ways, um, but the, the underlying problem is that essentially these men are... Um, then they need to change themselves. That's the only thing that's going to work in these things. And those changes could probably be fairly simple. Um, the problem they've got is that society is bombarding them with messaging, which is taking them up the wrong path. It's a thing that I started to talk about earlier that, you know, I, th I think a lot of them think that the way to connect with women is through female traits. It is, it is being, you know, that empathetic listener, but it, it is, it is being an, another one of her girlfriends. She doesn't want another girlfriend or she, or she might want another girlfriend um, in, in, in male form because it gives her that validation and attention, but she's not going to be, um, she's not going to be desirous of, a, of another girlfriend. It, you have to sort of build up those masculine traits. Do you think I'm, I'm getting the mark about right here, Ben? No, I think you're right. And I think there's also something else that when you, you know, the excuse of oh, women have ABC set of problems, uh, that's all bollocks, as you guys would call it. Uh, because when you have a lot, when you have enough experience with women, you start to like the craziness, <laughs> you know, and you learn that, okay, Latinas are a little different than Asian girls and they all kind of, mm have different cultural behavioral differences and you know if i'm dating a girl who's, who's latina and she's I, of course she's gonna yell at me because that's what they do you know they'll yell and scream in spanish and then they'll calm down three seconds later i think greek girls are like that too from my experience right yeah. so you learn that th those things are a little bit charming that's just kind of the character the culture that they come from hmm. and it doesn't bother you it doesn't you know what i mean but i think there's a couple of problems first you know uh to steel man or at least support the the incel issue is or the incels 
is I think a lot of this comes from legislation and Me Too. You guys know yep. I produce a podcast with uh, Diana Davison, who was a, a men's rights activist many years before she became a legal researcher. So I've seen a lot of what goes on. And, you know, it's, a lot of people say, well, why, why aren't you married? I'm like, well, you fix your courts and then maybe we'll discuss it, right? And not, I'm not firmly adhering to that, but that's just kind of the pushback yeah. when people say that. But also on the incel side, you know why they're incels? Because they're lazy. They're just part of me, but they're really effing lazy. It takes time. It takes practice. You have to learn the psychology of women. You need to learn the game theory of in entering the dating world. And it's not easy, you know? And the, I think the other problem is the label of incel is also fueling this. We all had friends, I'm sure you did too, in high school that couldn't get a girl if their life depended upon it. Didn't matter what, they were just socially awkward, right? But you know what? They tried and tried and tried, and eventually, in their early 20s or whatever, finally, they'd find some girl who found some charm in the fact that they're somewhat maybe recluse, maybe a video gamer or whatever, they'll find a guy that has shared interests, and then guess what's gonna happen? They're gonna have a girlfriend. It just takes time, it's probabilities and numbers. But I think a lot of it is part of the gaming culture of, I'm just gonna sit in front of my gaming PC all day long. I'm not gonna invest any time in learning the game theory of how to communicate with women. And then I'm gonna bitch and complain about how women are all the problems in my life. So I, I think that's really at the core of this. Maybe this is a Hopefully good time to... No, maybe this is a good time to touch on some of those aspects of, of what... Um, you know, what are the factors in seduction? Now, you know, the first thing I'll say in that respect, and, and this does follow through from what you're saying, Ben, I, I, will, I will come to it. Yeah. The, uh, probably we have to acknowledge the first and most important factor is, is physical appearance. Um, for, for men and women, I would, I would say. Um, for women, maybe it's on, it's on a par with um, confidence and, you know, character and all that kind of stuff. But, but, but generally, it is going to be physical appearance. Um, you know, and, and we are all dealt different cards on this. I, I hear the short guys complain that, you know, um, there's nothing they can do about it. But no, you can, you, you can, still, get, you can still get down the gym. I, I, I don't think that's as big a factor as they want to make it out to be. Um, you know, if, if, if you're a younger guy and you've got bad skin, that will improve. I mean, you know, whatever it is, I mean, you can't change your race. But, I mean, you know, there are some people who are not going to be attracted to you for whatever reason. But, you know, all, all of these things, I think, I think can be managed around. And certainly you can, um, very much as a man, you can improve yourself in this respect for just, you know, relatively simple um, diet, diet control and, and and getting yourself down down the gym. Um, the other aspect is, of course, going to be that um, um, that those, those social skills. Now, these I think you need to be working on very much anyway, because social skills are absolutely crucial in business, in career, and, and also in mating. I th I think it is probably the most significant factor in the career you have. So I've I've, I've had a you know a career in in finance and venture capital, and I've so I've seen a lot of different businesses. Um, I can tell you definitely, having been involved in hundreds of different businesses, technical skill is not the is not the key determinant in your career success. Um, you know the knowledge that you have, your experience, none of these things. Are, it, it, 
for me, it really is those social skills. It is the people who can display those characteristics of I can get things done. And how do you get things done in a, in a world like ours? Well, a world like ours is made up of people. You get things done by being able to influence people, being able to bring people around to things, getting, you know, selling, whatever it is. So developing those social skills are absolutely crucial. If you have a strong set of social skills, you are going to succeed in business and in love as well. Because a lot of the time I hear these conversations about what's going on in dating and about, oh, okay, how can how can I, you know, attract women and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I even necessarily want to distinguish it that much. If if you can if you can, you know, attract people, and I'm not I'm not talking about, you know, um romantic attraction, but if you can just be the sort of person that people want to have a conversation with, people that you know, the sort of person want somebody wants to have a pint with, whether it's male or female, that that translates um, across both genders. So this is a set of skills that you're going to need to build up. And, and and your point about being lazy, what you were talking about, people being in front of that PC and, and so on and, and having all of their... Inter- because they can have all of their social interactions there now. The, the, their PC can be their um, excitement. Instead of going out into the world and doing something exciting, you can play a video game. Instead of, you know, travelling, you can look up places on, on the internet. Instead of going and having a social experience, you can join a, a forum or, a, you know, a Discord server or, or, or whatever it else. It has become such an easy substitute for all of those things that you need to do. My argument on a lot of this stuff is you just need to make yourself a more rounded personality. Now, I, I, I've got, I, I spend a lot of time in front of a computer myself, so I've got nothing against this. I'm just saying that you need to sort of put yourself out there and do things Um and, and, and in terms of your being lazy, I would say go out there and find something that you can engage yourself with in, in a social setting, whatever it is, but just keep having conversations and get, get well, you know, maybe get a sales job. Maybe that's the easiest way for these people to approach it, but just get that persuasion, those social skills up. I, th- this is exactly what I have been talking about. And I'm, re- I'm really happy that both of you are uh, in this conversation because this is exactly what I want. I want tough love kind of advice. And I think that this is the kind of advice that will cure insulin. And mm. thank both of you for, for doing this. So I want to say something a bit weird, that uh, the person I have in mind is not a gamer and is not compulsively and obsessively in front of computers. But still, okay. there are issues with social skills. And I absolutely agree with you that uh, social skills are just a hundred and ten percent of what is needed. It's just that's all. Mm. I think that's all. It's the cultivation of social skills and the repeated exercise of them. Some at some point it will work. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would want to throw throw a bit of the physical in there as well. I mean, I, I'd I'd want to I'd want a bit of gym work, you know, a bit of, a, bit, a bit of personal care, a bit of grooming, um, you know, skincare, whatever it was. I'd want an element of that as well. But yeah, I mean, if I had to put one thing ahead of anything else, you know, let let's say you know we we were each given an incel. Um, for a year and we had to you know like a little tamagotchi and we had to we had to do something with it um you know and one of us you know picked yes and and one of one of us picked okay i'm going to take i'm going to take my insult and i can only do one thing i'm going to take him to the gym you know one of us said okay i'm gonna i'm going to improve his social skills by you know uh, getting him a sales job or or, or, or bartending yeah make, 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 you know some, some something like that um you know yeah. I, I i would put my money on the one who who's developed those social skills so do you think that there, well, that, that's a weird way to phrase the question, because insults do sabotage themselves. So I want us to, I want to ask you, what 
do you think are the main aspects of this kind of self-sabotage? Why are they doing it or how are they doing it? The, the why is a really big question. We don't need to enter into that deep psychology because we don't know each specific case of insult. But how are they self-sabotaging themselves? So I, I, first of all, I want to say that um, the first line of sabotage pr is, is probably what the culture's doing to them, which is the promotion of feminine modes of behavior and communication as the standard. So, so boys in school who behave like boys are increasing, increasingly treated like defective girls. Um, you know, the, the learning structures, you know, we, we're going to take a bunch of rambunctious young boys and we're going to make them sit very still for seven hours while we talk at them um, and get them to discuss their feelings and the problems of the world and stuff like that. And then we're going to wonder why, they, why they're, you know, bouncing off the walls and, and, and this doesn't work. You know, schooling, is, I mean, schooling, especially the early stages, is, is dominated by women. Um, I, I can give one example of a good teacher um, that I had that recognised this dynamic and, and only one example and in, in fact I'll give that because it, it makes the case so well we were looking at um, a book Lord of the Flies and he wanted people yeah. to, to read that book and so he, he, he set uh, he didn't actually do it by gender but all the girls picked one and all the boys picked the other one and the two the two ways was one of them was something about describe the relationship between this character and this character and how they felt obviously all the girls picked that one and the boys one mm -hmm. was make a map of the island yeah. which is actually really hard in that book because it never it's never explicit you have to you have to infer it from sentences like you know the sun was behind them at certain points so you have to really read the book but that is that is absolutely a sort of a, a boys mode you know that and uh, that was one example that i ever saw in my own education and i can only imagine it's got significantly worse today so we've got a whole culture that from the schooling age and then through all media and through all um tv um and all messaging it is all um, pushing boys to become more and more like girls. Now, what that means is, is that you then get a whole generation of young men who try and communicate in feminine terms. That doesn't work because what women respond to is masculinity. So that, I would say, is the first layer of sabotage. And actually, I'm not placing that on the incels themselves, although everything after that point, I do place on them. To watch the full video, please become a premium member at lotuseaters.com.